Welcome to this week's episode of Pour Another Round, where we're here to discover and share the stories behind the breweries filling up your glass. This week, we have a special episode with Anne from the Brewers Association. I spent a few days out in Denver, Colorado for the Great American Beer Festival, GABF. The Great American Beer Festival is listed in the top 1,000 things to do before you die, and it was a remarkable event. This is also our first collaborative episode. So this episode is brought to you by myself, Jonathan, from Pour Another Round, and buzzed with brian brian from buzzed with brian and we did this episode together where we chatted with ann out in denver so big shout out to the brewers association for putting on such an awesome event and a big thank you and shout out to henry and his team from mobcraft beer you are probably familiar with mobcraft out of milwaukee wisconsin we've talked with them quite a bit on this show and they just opened their second location finally out in denver uh, Mobcraft to Detaco, and the place is awesome. They have a huge patio, just an awesome tap room. And Brian and I spent a, a lot of time hanging out with the Mobcraft crew, and then also got to explore the Great American Beer Festival. So thanks to Anne and the Brewers Association for spending some time with us and uh, giving us kind of some some inside scoop to to what GABF is and and how the this event got to be so big. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers to our sponsors. Did you know you can get your very own Pour Another Round swag? And it's super easy to purchase from our merch collection. Just head to pouranotherround.com and click on the shop. Pour Another Round t-shirts and hats are available in a variety of colors and sizes to make all your drinking pals jealous. We've also got custom Pour Another Round draft top 3.0s, assorted handmade beer coasters, and Green Bay Beer, A History of the Craft, written by our very own... Cameron Teske. We're so proud. Hey, that's me. I can't say enough about these shirts. So soft and comfortable and really just perfect for drinking beer in. And the patch hats look fantastic. Head over to pouranotherround.com to place your order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping with promo code free ship. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jonathan. We, we like beer. beer. We're a podcast by beer lovers, for beer lovers, and with beer creators. Some of our best stories start with beer. Now it's time to make beer the story. Each Hoppy Pour has been on an often unexpected journey to become the brews you love. So, pour another round and drink with us as we explore the stories behind your favorite beers and breweries. And if you like beer, like breweries, like some bad jokes and great puns, and like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can learn about all of our upcoming breweries we have on tap. Hey everyone, today we're bringing you a super duper special episode of Pour Another Round and Buzzed with Brian. That's right, that's right. We've got two podcasts in one and we're excited to be doing this collab for the first time in Denver where the Great American Beer Festival is taking place this week right now. Mm -hmm. And we're joined by Anne Obenchain, Marketing and Communications Director for the Brewers Association, who we're going to be talking to here in just a minute. 
But some quick introductions first, though, since it's our first collab podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, obviously, I'm Jonathan Eckelberg, one half of the Pour Another Round <laughs> duo. My friend and co-host Cameron Teske has decided to go off to London this weekend for the Packer game. That's right. Go oh, Pack okay. Go. Yes. So he's over in London across the pond. We went opposite directions this week. Pour Another Round is a podcast that dives into the stories behind the suds. Every brewer and and brewery has a unique story mm-hmm. uh, that you know, got them into beer. So we're here to share those stories. Brian, tell us, tell us about Buzz with Brian. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And thank you, Anne, for joining us today. Really just honored to be here. This is my first GABF experience as well. So I am the host of Madison-based Buzz with Brian podcast. I go over mostly beer style history and review beers and try to just promote the good craft and things that are out there um, in our local small businesses and breweries. As well as lately, I've been getting more into talking to people in the field, whether they're the brewmasters, the owners, the founders, the director of operations for the brewery, and just giving them uh, an outlet just like pouring another round to tell their story and get it out there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. On to the reason that we're here. We're here to talk to Anne from the Brewers Association. Oh, yeah. Um, Anne, first things first, what, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking a Rogtoberfest from Joyride in nice. Colorado. Okay. Awesome. And Anne, how long have you been at the Brewers Association? I've been at the Brewers Association for five years. Okay. You've been to a few G- GABFs then now at this point. I have. I've been to, this will be my third and okay. missed two because of that little thing called the pandemic. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't that. <laughs> we'll skip past yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip past that. But, but GABF is in person for the first time since before uh, COVID. Uh, so for the first time since 2019, GABF is back and in person mm-hmm. in Denver, Colorado. And you can just feel the excitement being here. That Can't you? Just, you can feel the, the, the room vibrating you can truly though yeah it's it's like it's so infectious you just can't help but like just be awed by the amount of energy and excitement Mm -hmm. and just everyone is just jacked to be here oh yeah and and tasting these awesome beers from around the country again in person yes and i'm so excited that this is your first time for both of you so so welcome welcome to denver and welcome to gabf yes yes absolutely having a great time last night at the first session uh the first 20 minutes my jaw was just being dragged across the ground (laughs) as i was just (laughs) in awe of everything going on it's it's overwhelming but in the best beer way possible (laughs) what caught that first jaw drop (laughs) i think it was what did we stop at first it was a uh, churro barrel aged churro barrel aged churro um, at the collaboration (laughs) station that Mm -hmm. was our very first stop yeah and it was like like, yeah, that that tastes like a churro. It was it was very <laughs> it was, tasty, really very cool. desserty. <laughs> but it just you walk into the room and it's just loud and loud in a good way, but loud mm-hmm. and just activity going in every corner of the room and mm-hmm. breweries everywhere and um, you know people in costumes and just it's it's so much fun. So it it your head is just like on a swivel for the first. <laughs> couple of hours like so much to look at and um but we're we're really loving it so can't can't wait to get back out on the floor and and try some more beers yeah because i don't think we probably even made a dent the first day right not at all i feel like we did but (laughs) it's hard to make a dent in 2000 beers (laughs) yeah no kidding exactly so give us let's kind of take things back to the beginning and give Mm -hmm. us the history of gabf and and how did the great american beer festival come to be and then evolved to be what it is now today. It's a awesome story. And think about it 40 years ago, yeah. 1982. Mm-hmm. And, and just think about that first, like 40 years, like how many other events do you know have been around for 40 years? And 
we don't take that for granted. And we're so for honored sure. that everybody is still loving beer and coming to Colorado and gathering each year. It's, it's like an annual homecoming, mm-hmm. but it got started in 1982 up in Boulder, Colorado in a small hotel. There were 24 breweries and 47 beers and about 800 people. And it was founded by Charlie Papazian. He is the um, founder of the American Homebrewers Association. He was the past president of the Brewers Association. And he got the idea of uh, Great American Beer Festival when he went over to Europe, to, to Britain and the Great British Beer Festival. And, and thought, hey, why don't we do we this? Do this <laughs> and when he um, came back and he said, let's do this, talk to some brewers. It's like, how can we get some brewers here? The other challenge was bring something different. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, bring something that's not the typical lager that most people were drinking. And they did. And they showed up. And they had lots of different beers that, that really... Uh, what is the best word? Tantalized your palate or just, <laughs> Great. you know, made yeah. you go, wow, like mm-hmm. I never knew a beer could taste that way. So then it was in Boulder for a couple, couple years. And in 1984, it moved down to Denver to Kurgan Hall and then to, uh, the Merchandise Mart. And so the festival itself has sort of grown up with Denver. So as Denver has gotten bigger, so is the festival and we've moved. And when the, when the convention center opened, we moved over here to the convention center. And it's been held here since 2000. Oof. I'd have oh. to, I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, that's <just> okay. <laughs> right I, around there. It's right around there. I don't have that one in the top no, of my head, okay. but that's we could get okay. back it's, to it. It's been, it's been here at the, the Colorado that convention sounds about, center for quite a while. Yeah. I want to say 2006, 2000, okay. two, somewhere in there, but, okay. um, but it's been here ever since. And, Today, so 24, 24 breweries. Today we have 500 breweries. Right. Which is, you know, which is crazy. <laughs> and 1982, I think there was maybe 40 breweries in the U.S. And today we have more, more than 9,100 breweries and a brewery literally within 10 miles of every American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, I've never thought about that. <laughs> Just how close a brewery is to literally every person in, right. in, in this country. That's cool. That's, that's a neat visual. It's a really neat visual. Yeah. I mean, everyone says we're in a renaissance of craft beer and we, we truly are. And I think it's, I'm here for it. <laughs> so, and GABF brings together the brewers and beers that, that make the U.S. the world's greatest brewing nation. And GABF has been growing and evolving as we were just talking about along with the American craft brewing industry ever since its creation, really. And the Great American Beer Festival is listed as one of the top 1,000 places in the U.S. to visit before you die. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. So, uh, we're, we're checking that off our list, I guess. Check. Yes, but please come back. <laughs> we will come back. We will definitely be back. back. Yeah. And it's ranked among the best beer festivals in the United States. But how has GABF evolved and really become what it is today? And, and how have, you know, what has the Brewers Association and, and the people that you work with done to ensure that it can continue to grow and evolve and get bigger and better every year? That's a great question. And I think there's many answers to that. You know, first, there's the breweries that are continuing to evolve as consumer preferences evolve and your tastes evolve. So they're continuing to innovate every single year. And, you know, you'll see so many different things. I mean, look at what's on our, on our table right now. We've got three very different beers. Mm -hmm. Um, so that just alone, they're innovating. You know, you're going to come back next year. You're going to see new breweries that weren't here this year mm-hmm. and new beers that weren't here this year. 
But we also realize, and the craft beer community is a welcoming community, it's a collaborative community, mm-hmm. and we want to grow that community. You know, like I said, there's a, a craft brewery within every 10 miles of an American, and they are community hubs. Yeah. This yeah. is where you can bring your dogs and bring your kids and play cornhole and hang out outside. <laughs> and, and it's like really play games and game night and it's like their community gathering spots. So mm-hmm. we want GABF to be a community gathering spot too. And we realize that people that are visiting and coming to the festival are coming for different reasons. Some are coming to really explore the flavor profiles and discover the beers some are coming as a date night. Some are coming as a group outing with five or six or 10 of their friends. Some of them, it's a spot on a whole night out. <laughs> so we want to make sure we have activities as well as beer. So we have lots of different things that you can do at the festival. Mm-hmm. We have things like a silent disco. Yeah. Um, which was jam packed every time I walked by it. <laughs> yeah. You can dance off the beer, but mm-hmm. you know, silent disco, karaoke, we have live music every night. We have what's called the backyard for your listeners where people can hang out in Android deck mm-hmm. chairs and play games. Mm-hmm. You know, but then we also have a brewer studio where we feature a lot of brewers here that they come and talk about their beer or their inspiration, or they might do a pairing. So if you want to have a little bit of education, we have that. It's also a great place to get off your feet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we have lots of food options, but we kind of almost make it a little city, you know, inside totally. mm-hmm. of the festival. So we want to try to meet people wherever they are on their, on their beer journey. And hopefully they discover something and then they come back and, mm-hmm. and continue on that journey. I really like the uh, city analogy because where I grew up was a town of about 8,000 people. And I, at any given time, I'm sure there's tens of thousands of people out on that uh, brewery floor or the convention uh, floor. And it's just incredible to think about. So <laughs> how many people are here this year? Do you know? That we have 40,000 attendees over, over the three session, uh, four sessions over three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for your listeners, it's, we go Thursday, Friday, Saturday evenings, and then we have a Saturday afternoon session. And do you know or how many brewers breweries are here this year? We have 500 breweries 500 here. 500 on the dot. Okay. okay. Very cool. And that's a little bit lower than what was pre-COVID, right? Um, but mm-hmm. you know, to be expected as, as all events have seen, you know, that, that downtick, but it, yeah. it, you don't feel like you're, <laughs> you don't feel, it doesn't feel like you're lacking on breweries at all. So 500 breweries is still a lot to it's get through. It's still so. a lot. And, and it's 350,000 square feet, which is about yeah. six football fields. Um, wow. the, the convention center is currently under construction. They're putting an 80,000 square foot ballroom on the top, on the roof. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, <laughs> in previous <laughs> years, pre COVID, we had a, uh, 554,000 square feet. Uh, no, 584,000 square feet, which is 10 football fields about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we only have about six football fields, but that's okay. I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly a little bit more manageable. Maybe it's, it's exactly the, I think the right amount for everybody coming out of, you know, the pandemic and getting used to being in big crowds and, and, and it's the right size for, for everybody right now. Absolutely. And with, I mean, just the magnitude of this event, obviously the dates are set for 2023 and beyond, but I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're already planning and making arrangements for next year's festival at this time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's wild that you have to be that far out. I mean, we've got dates, I believe five years out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think I saw dates for at least the next five years. That we've published. And then there's other dates that we're still working on. And next year's 
GABF is a little bit earlier. Um, so what are our next year's dates? It's the 21st to the 23rd of September. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. A couple weeks earlier next year. That'll so. line up with probably the start of just after the start of Oktoberfest then. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> so just keep the, keep the drinking going. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously we talked about it's, you know, this festival is all about the beer and, you know, people coming together and enjoying it in the social aspect, but there's also the competition side um, of this festival. And mm-hmm. we were hoping Jonathan and I, that you could talk to us about, you know, the panel and how beers get entered and how they're judged in that process that um, the average fan that just comes in the festival doesn't really get to see. I absolutely would love to talk about the festival or the competition because mm-hmm. we are announcing the winners tomorrow morning. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, just was looking at the winners list a little Ooh, while ago. Nice. Can't tell you, Eddie. <laughs> this episode doesn't come out until. Uh, no, I <laughs> no, can't tell yeah. you. We won't can't tell shoot. you. <laughs> but, uh, so it is, uh, the 36th year of the competition. It is the largest professional brewing competition in, in, the States, if not the world, we kind of go back and forth with World Beer Cup, which is our other competition of which one's going to be bigger. Uh, We have 9,900 entries into the festival, into the competition. Sorry, I'm getting confused with, (laughs) but in, in the competition, we have nearly 10,000 entries that were judged this year, 98 beer styles over like 177 subcategories in those beer styles. So that takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and a lot of judges. We have 235 judges that okay. come over from seven countries, including the U.S. So we have an international panel. They are some of the best palettes in the world. We judge in three phases, nine days of judging. Wow. And um, it depends on if you're in like an American IPA category that is probably our most competitive category with o- over 400 entries mm-hmm. so that's going to go through multiple um, stages of judging mm-hmm. so if you think about it let's let's take that one down so that's probably going to go through almost seven rounds of judging where you know they're going to judge you've got 10 or 12 tables of judges judging the first round and then those best of those of those t- of that round goes to the next round and then it continues up to the final round of judging okay and it's different judges for each round? Yes. Okay. And and the competition is completely blind. So we have about 400 volunteers that help us uh, with s- sorting the beers. We barcode them. Oh, let me back up. So <laughs> so you decide, let's say you want to you enter your beer. So mm-hmm. you enter your beer. We'll send you a whole barcode system. Okay. You label it if you can in a in an unlabeled package. If you mm-hmm. can't, that's okay. But we send you a barcode. So then when it comes into our our warehouses will sort them and we track them kind of like a UPS. We right. can track mm-hmm. them all the way through. But then when they get to the judge's table, the table captain for that table has poured them into a, a glass and it's just barcoded. So you only know you're judging, you're judging the IPA. Mm-hmm. You don't know whose it is and it's, it's this number. And mm-hmm. so you're just like, okay, number Eight six five four right. is going to advance to the next round. Okay, and they're judging to a beer style, mm-hmm. so they're they're trying to judge to the character of that style and what is meeting that style. So all of that concluded Thursday night, and we're we've rolled up the results, and we'll be announcing them tomorrow morning, starting at ten a.m. Very neat. So do the judges um, after the winners are announced? You know, let's say if they're so inclined that, oh, I drank beer XYZ number, 
do they get to know that they may be tested the winner or no is it still blinded post well they're um they'll know because they'll know that they were you know there's the final round of judges for each table so they're like okay we're judging the final round of you know american ipa that makes sense and so Mm -hmm. then but they don't know who won until everybody else finds out yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. very cool Mm. wow and how many judges did you say total are involved we had 235 judges this year okay they don't have to try all 10,000 beers. <laughs> no. And our competition director really yeah. is mindful about what flavors they're sure. tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if it has a really strong flavor, we don't want to, like a sour, you don't want to blow out somebody's taste buds for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. So they, the, he'll plan accordingly to okay. what they're going to judge throughout the day and limit it. And we might make sure everyone goes home safely and, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. <laughs> And it's and they're sampling and and you know they're not pouring and drinking <laughs> right, tons right, of beer. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and the judging all happens over the course of one day or is it multiple? Nine days. Nine so days. it's it's three phases. Okay. Nine days. Okay. Yeah. So then, do you ask that the brewers when they send um, their barcoded beers in, does it, you know, can bottle? Does it matter what they submit as far as that goes? Doesn't matter what they okay. submit, and then depending on the category, we'll make suggestions on how many they need to send. So if you're sending in for the American IPA, 400 beers on average enter that pretty competitive. But if you are going to be a winning beer, you might go through seven rounds of judging. So you're going to need to send that, send that much beer. If you're sending maybe a, a barley wine, that's going to have many, much few, many fewer. Huh. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink except like one sip of this beer, <laughs> but, uh, you're going to send much less beer. It's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's uh hopefully that makes sense. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a bracket, I guess, if you think yeah. about sports, right? You start with the most teams, but it's like the most beers and then you whittle it down. Right. The March yep. Madness of beer, but, but, but better. <laughs> right. Yeah. But better. And, and yeah. there's a, a gold, a silver and a bronze. Exactly. In each category, but not, necessarily award it you don't necessarily award all three in each category right in some years the judges have felt that there may or may not be a beer that meets the oh, I the see. style okay so we've mm-hmm. had years where we haven't awarded a medal okay okay i will i can tell you i will tell you today that everybody gets a medal tomorrow well, that's not special. everybody well, yeah. but <laughs> every category, um, every category yeah. gets a, gets a medal okay cool <laughs> And there were so, so there were, were there entries in each of the categories available. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we're year. going to be giving out 300 medals tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then through, I guess the process of how you tabulate the scoring and all that, is it feasible for a tie to exist? And then there's like a tiebreaker. We have had ties in the past. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it just like goes through another round of judging or do they both, they, get, they both get it. They both so get oh, okay. it's kind of like the okay. Olympics. Sometimes you get, you know, t- you might have two bronze and mm-hmm. or two gold or two silver. And right. then you just share the have, podium yeah. together. And then the one, the one thing that th- what's helpful for the brewers is they get first round judging notes okay. back. Mm-hmm. So they'll get feedback directly back from the judges on cool. how that beer tasted. Mm-hmm. which is helpful for them in, you know, how they're brewing and maintain. They just, they don't just know why they weren't right. awarded a medal or why they were awarded. Well, it's a not so much. They get. don't, it's, it's more that like, Hey, this beer, if, if you're going to, if this is going to be an American IPA, 
it is lacking X or it might be too much of this flavor or too much of X or this is a perfect example of this style. So they try to have constructive uh, feedback for those, for those beers. That's great. I'm sure they appreciate that. I mean, everyone's just always trying to grow and get better and work on their art. So I think that's, yeah, that's, I'm I'm sure that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the GABF awards happen every year. They do. Let's get back a little bit to the festival because there's <laughs> it's it's three days of 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 tastings and, and the tasting floor is open for three days. Um, we talked about both Brian and I are experiencing GABF for the very first mm-hmm. time. What uh, what what insider tips or um, or um, advice do you have for someone attending GABF for the very first time? The first thing I would say is wear very comfortable shoes. <laughs> you know, no bring doubt. your lots of yes. Um, some of my coworkers say bring a lot of fresh socks too if you're going to be here for a couple days and have those fresh socks and change those up. But um, really, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, mm-hmm. take your time, even though you're wearing those running shoes, just take your time, take it all in. Sounds like you guys were doing that uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Come with a plan if you want. If you want to try, if you want to try a style, you can, we have a, we have an app I can talk about in a bit. We have 19 different beer style tours. So if you like IPAs, you can do a hip hop hooray and, and look at just IPAs and fo- and find all the IPAs on the floor. Oh, cool. mm-hmm. If you like sour beers, you can find all the sour beers. If you want to search by region, you can say, I want to try all the beers in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Or since you live in Wisconsin, I want to try all the beers in California and, you know, sure. do that. Or just, you know, just try to come up with a plan of what you want to do. Right. You don't have to drink all the beer that you sample. I think that's, that's, that's a really good piece of advice. My first time at the Great Taste of the Midwest, I was under the impression that I'd be offending people if I didn't finish my glass. And no, yes, pour it away if you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> There's dump buckets yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole idea is for you to discover what you like and learn about beer. And there's, like you said, there's dump buckets everywhere. We only pour one ounce pours, but even mm-hmm. still those add up. But yes. it, so if you don't, if you don't like something, you know, dump it in the dump bucket, rinse out the glass and, and go on to the next. Drink lots of water, stay hydrated yes. and <laughs> eat some food. You know, take some time, yes, eat some water food. Water stations, there's food trucks in there. Absolutely. And so there's, uh, there's yes, ways to stay ways hydrated, to stay hydrated <laughs> readily available to us and, um, and some really great looking food um, as well. And of course, like the pretzel necklaces. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right. So, you know, you can bring your own food on your neck as a pretzel necklace you know pretzel necklaces are an art for just about any beer festival i've seen everything here from crowns (laughs) to clothing to you know lots of things some people put meat sticks and other things on them yeah i have seen some some people walking around with the pretzel necklaces and there's like beef jerky and there's like boxes of like m&ms and just gotta have your carbs fats and your proteins all (laughs) all your macros gotta have them exactly and if you if you forget we have lots of food trucks Mm -hmm. and uh, and other options but take some time. It, the session's four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to see. So just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's, let's talk a little bit about you, Anne. What's your, yeah. what's your favorite beer style? Do you have a go-to beer style or a brewery that you frequent or what, uh, what's, mm. what's your drinking palette look like? Mine is seasonal. I tend to think I'm a seasonal sure. drinker. Okay. So mm-hmm. right now I have this beautiful Martzen. You know, it's the first part of October and I just love Martzens and I love brown ales and I love bourbons 
barreled aged beers as we get into the cold winter months. But when summer comes around, Radlers are always a go-to for me. That's like sunshine in a glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have, um, with my work position, I don't like to say I have favorites. Totally. <laughs> uh, we're fortunate in Colorado. There's over 400 breweries in the state of Colorado. And right here in Denver, there's 180 in the Denver metro area. So lots mm-hmm. to choose from right out of back door. So mm-hmm. they're all doing great stuff. Yeah, and we've uh, Brian and I have both been hanging at the new Mob Crafty Taco here in in Denver. So another brand mm-hmm. new brewery to open here in Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mob Craft is uh, we've gotten to know the Mob Craft guys from their Milwaukee location, Milwaukee, Wisconsin location, and now they're out here in Denver mm-hmm. and have just a beautiful tap room and giant patio and have been throwing tons of GABF uh, parties and, yep, and tap that. takeovers all week long. So it's been really well. Cool. And what happens every year with Great American Beer Festival is we we work with Visit Denver and um, we are the end of what's called Denver Beer Week. So it's right. a full oh, week. It usually sense. starts with Oktoberfest, ends with a Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and um, so there's over a, a hundred events during Denver Beer Week at breweries, at restaurants to celebrate craft beer in addition to the Great American Beer Festival. So you can really, if you want, if you are a beer tourist and want to come to Denver, come for Denver Beer Week, make it part of the whole week. Stay for an Stay entire for, week. Yeah. So Oktoberfest. And with GABF. And with, yeah. And then yeah. probably take another couple extra days off before getting back to work. <laughs> before going back to work. <laughs> well, and then you can just go for a couple hikes up in the mountains, right? right? Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not far right. away. Very cool. Well, Anne, uh, thanks so much for, for hanging out with us today and, and talking about appreciate you. It. Really thank appreciate you. the time. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Oh. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on both uh, the Buzz with Brian podcast and Pour Another Round with Jonathan here um, to help celebrate this 40th Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado. And thank you to the Brewers Association for putting on such an exciting festival and competition. And of course, thank you to all the breweries out there. Right? This this thing could not exist without them for taking the time to bring five five hundred breweries. breweries. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they definitely take a lot of time and planning out of their schedules to make sure they can get beer out here. And I mean, we've been watching Henry w- run around like a madman with Mobcraft the past few days. So I'm yes. sure all the all the brewers are stressed, but also very relieved to be here and celebrate. That's so. Thank you to everyone. Mm. all right yeah and we've we've enjoyed exploring denver too so yeah we uh there's you know as as you mentioned and too there's there's so many different different things happening happening all around the city surrounding the craft beer community and craft beer industry so mm-hmm. we've been loving yep. it <laughs> so. well thanks for coming out thanks for asking me here and hope you enjoy the rest of your day at uh, Colorado at Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your time at the Great American Beer Festival. It is at the Colorado Convention Center. I know. Center, to be fair. So, <laughs> you weren't totally <laughs> off. Right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Anne. Really thank appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pour Another Round. Be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pour Another Round. We'll be sharing news and information from breweries who are friends of the show. You can also find out what we're drinking and hear about upcoming featured breweries as well. Until next time, be sure to pour yourself another round. <laughs>